right. Everybody ready? Yes. <laughs> Bless, you. Bless you. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to episode 10 of Session Zero. We've made it into the double digits. I am super excited. It's also our last episode of the year, as you can probably tell, because this is releasing during that random week between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, we're still excited that you're taking the time out to listen to this. As always, my name is Jason, and I am joined by Alicia and Gerald. What's up? And just nothing from so, Gerald. What did I do? I saw him do a wave. Oh, they can't see you. I said, what's up? I'm sorry. I'm throwing well, sass. I'm throwing sass. I just said it at the same time you said it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Everyone, it's okay. Jason, All take right, over. So, it's my birthday week. Be nice to me. That's true. It, we are recording this uh, on Gerald's birthday week, so uh, when you listen to it, wish him a belated happy birthday in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Alright, everyone. So, I wanted to kind of do, it's only been ten episodes, but considering it's such kind of a lull week, uh, I wanted to do a recap of kind of the stuff that we've gone over and really get a lot of input from Gerald and Alicia about what they want to see next. Um, so we can give you guys some fun content starting in the new year. So brief recap, I, we made it through character creation. We kind of touched on races and classes and uh, everything else that, we were limited to the player handbook at first because, you know, the player handbook is typically what you would pick up just to kind of get started. So. But didn't Alicia go outside of the player's handbook? With uh, ASMR? Yes. Yes. I mean. Probably because I had it enabled and I gave you guys access to D&D Beyond, which has extra source material. That's true. Um, I was looking at the other books as well. Or at the I was wondering why I was well. having so much trouble, like, <laughs> looking at just the player stuff, and then it wasn't there. Yeah, it came around in one of the other um, installments, but, you know, it's fine. We, we work with it. It's great. Uh, so I guess, you know, whoever wants to kind of speak up to this first, like... What have you enjoyed so far about D&D and the character creation process? You know, it's just so... Like, expansive. Like, I don't even know if that's a word, but it's there's just so many different options within each class. Like, it's not just... You want to be a paladin. You're just a paladin. You get like your base, you know, skills, attributes, and all that. 
Um, you you got to choose your race and, you know, your background, your alignment and all those things. And that those all factor in to your player's ultimate, you know, beginning. Like, it's not just plug and play. It's you have to really... I mean, I guess you don't have to sit down and really focus on what what race is best for what class. Um, but if you really want to, you can. Like, you could just pick it up and play, actually. You can, because you could just pick a class, pick a pick a race, and just go from there and, and wing it. Uh, but if you don't yeah, want to wing and... it, you definitely... There's definitely so many... Uh, options to play with and if you do just kind of want to pick up and play uh wizards of the coast who publishes dungeons and dragons they have a bunch of uh kind of like preliminary character sheets so you can literally pick randomly generated character and just kind of go with that for you know what's a game or a couple games if you want but you know if you're getting into a new campaign or something then yeah building out your character is a ton of fun yeah and that's pretty cool for like say you're hanging out with some friends one night and they just want to like do a quick like game like they've never played you could just pick up those pre-created characters and just have fun with it for a few hours and then hopefully um you know draw somebody in to want to be more um more in depth with it and have a longer campaign it's pretty cool in that regard yeah alicia how how do you feel about things how they've gone so far um okay when i first started i was kind of overwhelmed and because of that i had trouble connecting and i was a little bored because there was just so much going on and I just, it's like, it's like calculus to me. Like I start, I, I understand little pieces <laughs> and then we get so deep and I'm just like, where are we? Why are letters numbers now? So, um, but then I when calculus. I started to, it says you plus me equals us. <laughs> you're a doll. You're just a sweetheart and a half. I digress. Um, <laughs> No, I, uh, as when I started to create like a whole world, that's when I got really excited. Like, um, once we started the character sheet is, was probably the point where, um, I realized how like getting deep into it was part of the fun because there, there's so many attributes and like one characteristic will lead to, you know, uh, something else and before mm -hmm. you know it like you have a whole universe just on this one character and that blew my mind and i got super excited and i had to brush off like the dust off my imagination um <laughs> it's been a while so um that's what i love that's been my journey thus far i i like it i like the situations like i uh i want to see where this goes uh, yeah, you enjoyed our little carnival game escapade yes. the other day. Yeah, yes. I I thought that was fun to kind of limit things to just like 
a couple saving throw or a couple checks just to kind of get you guys familiar with them. But it's definitely a lot of fun. Something I do want to, I guess, kind of focus on in the new year, too, is, you know, like you had mentioned, Alicia, it's an entire universe in your one character. Uh, I feel like one of the things that we should do right when we come back is kind of have like an open forum for like what you should be asking your dungeon master. Like what can you get away with? Like what questions are right to ask so you can better flesh out your story? Because the more you invest in your character, the more fun you have. Well, and so I was, that's actually what I was going to say. Like with our circus, our little, you know, circus tent, I basically threw you a several curveballs and you and you 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 went with them, you know. You waited on them and you took them the other way. Um, so I think, you know, we're Alicia and I are lucky in that regard that you could think on your feet and mm-hmm. you know, you're able to roll with the punches. Now, I don't know if every DM will be that way. Um, some may be real, you know, sticklers for their storyline and they want it their way. They don't want any uh, additions or any changes which would really suck like yeah um, i think that would be like the worst case scenario um because the way you know the way i work the way my mind works like i'll come up with all these random things and want to try it and either it works or it doesn't work or you know so so it was cool that when i was like well can i do this you're like well yeah duh like of course you could do that and so <laughs> you didn't yeah. you know you didn't really For- care yeah from experience you do get some dms that are very much you know this is what is in my notes and this is what i'm sticking to so no you can't do that because that doesn't make sense anyway but personally i've always been of the accord of like you know you're playing your character and your character has as much free will as we do here in the world so if your character wants to do something completely different who am i to say no like I am going to, if possible, try to swing you back into the story. But hey, if you succeed in charming the evil villain and now you guys are an evil power couple, then, you know, we got to work around that. (laughs) (laughs) Evil power couple. I did start to realize that the gameplay, like your experience, it, it... it depends a lot on who you're working with or who you're playing with rather. Like mm-hmm. it really changes the whole environment. You mean like when I just quit? Cause you know, you yeah, you're just like, I'm not going to do that. Not, like not, I'm not, not yeah. like, I'm just not going to embarrass myself. <laughs> Which like, and then how you, how you kind of gave out to, to Chuck and wanted Chuck to win because of his, his, his woman. Yeah. Thumbelina, bro. Like, you know, like, (laughs) you know, she's tiny and like, she found Chuck who loved her and, you know, kept her in his pocket, you know, to feed her a cracker every now and then. Like it was, I just had to let Chuck win. I didn't think chipmunk was going to let Chuck win, but that just, that just went poorly. (laughs) I just rolled over. Like, yeah. I mean, you were trying to win. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's I mean, the you... embarrassing part. And then I killed it at the pie eating contest. Like, I told everybody I was going to. 
Yeah, you, you sure did. did. You did fair. So, I mean, kind of talking about role-playing a little bit, too. Do you guys have any questions on, like, role-playing etiquette or, like, how you should kind of play through the game or anything like that? Um, I mean, I'm going to try to, like, push the limits, I guess, and the boundaries and see I'm not how far how far one is able to take it um is that normal or do like dm see that as kind of annoying and childish because that wouldn't be the first time somebody described me that way (laughs) (laughs) uh i honestly think it is fairly normal um like we had kind of mentioned earlier depends on your dm and if they're able to kind of go with the punches and whatever you give them is what they work with i think that's a big part of it um i think in terms of like quote unquote role play etiquette uh you know treat it like you would anything else there are times where you're supposed to be serious times when you can have fun and do whatever you want and try to throw curveballs but uh, like, if you watch uh, any of the streams of D&D, like any of the groups that are out there, uh, a lot of those big moments that they had have are made from the serious moments that their characters share with each other. It's all about balance. And are there, like, lengths or... I guess, like, the campaigns, like, what's an average campaign length? Or is that just, you know, random? That's that's honestly a tough question. Um, there, it's very, very variable to your DM and how much you're invested into it and how much they're invested into it, too. Um There are campaigns that can run a few months. There's campaigns that, you know, maybe they just want to do like a small session where they go through like a quick adventure and then that's it. Or you can get campaigns like Critical Role or like what I'm hoping to to do uh, uh, following this is a huge campaign that could take years and, you know, be this huge epic story that you want to tell and like i mean i guess they do like i imagine there are certain dms that like will draw maps and things like that right like and make just Uh a whole fantasy world out of it right like it's Uh and provide all that stuff i mean that seems pretty cool like I mean, do you? I mean, do you know of any DMs who've created like their own language for a campaign? Um, that is actually have like its spoken components. I'm not sure. Uh, I know in Critical Role that uh, Matt Mercer created Zemnian as a language, uh, but I don't think they actually speak it so much as uh like when you get into like a game 
you'll probably get to a point where you hear people talking in Zemnian. Does anyone speak Zemnian? And if you look at the the languages that you know, if you don't know it, then tough luck. But as an example, your character, Thorogood, speaks Elvish. So I can say some. they're saying in Elvish, um, look at the size of the moon. It's going to hit the planet or something like that. And then you would know that because you know that language, but you might have to convey it to Chip. Chip punch. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure there are probably some DMs that go out of their way to either create a language or learn other languages to mimic different languages just because they want to assign it that way. Um, but yeah, by and large, it it's easier to just be like, all right, so this note is written in this language. Does anyone know it? No? All right. I guess you need to find a translator. Yeah, there's definitely gotten kind of quiet. I mean, there's definitely a lot of like different routes like Uh the campaigns can take, right? Like, I imagine there's got to be some like main story arc, right? But many possible like tangential like side mission type things that can take the campaign off for a couple sessions um or oh yeah or is it more along the lines of i mean i guess that's all dm dependent right yeah think of it i like to think of it as uh all roads lead to rome so to speak the overarching line of the story will get you to rome but how you choose to get there is completely on you Alicia, you've been kind of quiet for a little bit. Yeah, well, I don't... I don't know. I There's still so much to learn. What's on the top of your wish list for learning? I do really well with structure, but the point of this whole thing is to, like, imagine whatever you want. So I'm having... But it's all about balance as well. So I'm having trouble, I guess, just balancing that. Like, I need rules. I need to know what I can and cannot do, which is, like, the opposite of Gerald. So, <laughs> um... <laughs> you'd, and you'd think I'd be the one that would want rules, given I my know. profession. But my professional life is so based on codified rules. But... You know, most lawyers live in the gray, in the gray areas, you know, loopholes and workarounds. Um, Not so much, you know, me as a prosecutor, um, but given, you know, I'll be given a certain set of facts and I'll have to try to make it fit to, you know, um, you know, a statute 
or a law itself. Uh, yeah. You know, I get kind of creative in the way I have to, you know, sometimes when I prosecute cases in the way I have to, um, you know, prove that a crime was committed. Um, oftentimes I'm making arguments that not a lot of people buy um, because I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to lose cases. I don't concern myself with stats, with wins and losses, uh, you know, especially in, you know, in, in the law, in the cases that I prosecute um, yeah. with our, you know, the victims of domestic violence or sexual assault or, um, you know, child abuse. A lot of times, well, the child abuse ones are a little bit different. Um, but, you know, a lot of times just getting that story out there and standing there and allowing somebody to be brave and stand up against their abuser um, and not concern yourself so much with the outcome uh, because I've lost cases where my victims, you know, even after testifying and losing, um, they're still content because they stood there and they showed their abuser that I'm not going to take it anymore. And so I've always never concerned myself with the final outcome. Sure. Yeah. I want to get the justice for the victim. Definitely. Um, but allowing them to tell their story and to stand there and to be brave, um, I think is oftentimes far more important than the final outcome because it shows their abuser that, you know, they're not going to take it anymore. And that's, you know, that's really empowering for uh, a lot of, you know, for women and, you know, cause most of the, a higher, you know, much higher percentage of my victims are female. So, um, it's, you know, I've always kind of tried to be there and be with them and allow them to tell their story. So, yeah, that was kind of off on a little tangent. Sorry. I got a little sentimental there. <laughs> it's but, fine. Uh, yeah. But it, it, to kind of bring things back full circle, you know, it's, this is you telling the story that you want to tell for your character. So, Alicia, you like kind of rules and boundaries. Well, let's have a discussion, like, using me as a DM as an example, like, where your character wants to go. What's your character's end goal? Like, a personal goal. Like, as an example, uh, Chris's dwarf barbarian... Can I spoil this? Go for it. Okay, I've been given permission to spoil this. Mm, she uh, didn't sound her, too, like, you know, excited to allow you to spoil it. She just said, go yeah, for they're, it. They're focused on not dying at the moment. <laughs> what are they playing back there? But, uh... Primal Carnage? Yeah. Primal Carnage. It's, a uh, Yeah. It's basically, like pvp where one team is dinosaurs and the other team is humans okay anyway uh what her what what the what their character wants is to steal an airship wait they want to steal an airship yes that's the end goal because uh, she has been a pirate for a long time, 
uh, and feels like she's done everything that she needs to do in the sea. But in the world that the game is taking place, there are airships. So now she wants to be a pirate for the skies. Like Balthazar from Final <laughs> Fantasy Twelve. <laughs> I had a feeling you would make that connection, but no, it's it's a bit different. All but right. you know, set a goal for your for Chip, and what Chip wants to do does does Chip want to? Chip just wants to punch stuff, bro. Maybe Chip True. wants to find his uh, his brothers from the monastery or something that went missing i don't know it's so open-ended and that's what like i panic a little bit about like it could be anything i'm like i don't even know what my goals are are in life let alone a character so um i will get back to you (laughs) ship just wants to be be rocky and avenge the death of apollo and (laughs) thoroughgood will end up being mickey it will be like women are no good for you, Rocky. Chip, you can't, you can't get no women. And then Chip will be like, "Hey, oh, Mickey, I don't Did know you, what's going on. You know I love it, but you know, just like that." I have no idea what's going on at the moment. <laughs> have you never seen Rocky? Yes. I, uh, maybe, maybe I've been drinking. It's my birthday week. But I'm also always really silly, and I always do voices. I dig it. I know, yeah. Sylvester Stallone, Rocky just happens to be one of them, you know? All right, Sly. So, see? See, you know what's up. So I would say, Alicia, that's definitely something that I feel like it would be a fun conversation to kind of have. Uh, on one of our episodes where we kind of try to figure out, you know, what does Chip actually want? What's Chip going for? It's a really Chip deep a question. Gorge ASMR. So I guess, I mean, part of me wants to be a badass and scourge some people. I'm not sure if that's a verb, but it is right now. And that could be all you want to do. I mean, your goal in life can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. We are in a campaign with another friend of ours that his only goal is to get into conflict and to fight things. Like, at the mention of fighting something, his character will vibrate and get excited. Because he wants to hit things. And that's all he cares about. Is he a monk? No, he's a barbarian. Mm, also makes sense. Interesting. So, it could be as simple as you want to be the biggest badass on the planet and you're out to kick everyone's ass to prove it. Or as complex as you want to find a way into the sky and steal an airship. I mean, it is kind of funny. You know, that thoroughgood will be hanging out with a monk that likes to punch things. Because, you know, he's just he's just out looking for social justice. And if he needs somebody <laughs> to punch somebody, that's where Chip comes in. Yeah. Of course. Chip is the muscle. Chip is the muscle because we know my strength is terrible. I lost a, I lost a Chuck. You kind of <laughs> gave up Chuck to too. Chuck. <laughs> let's, let's be honest here, guys. 
I was going to lose to Chuck. Like, <laughs> I know I played it off. Like, I let Chuck win. I wasn't going to beat Chuck. Chuck was wiry. Chuck was squirrely. He had leverage. You know, he's a seasoned arm wrestler. I mean, he won the arm wrestling competition. He beat Chipmunk. And Chipmunk is, you know, pretty massive. That's fair. I, I, as long as you've come clean and you know. You know, I have <laughs> felt really guilty these last, you know, this last week. Pretending like I let Chuck win to, you know, appease Thumbelina. <laughs> and hopefully Thumbelina's not listening. Like, I really hope she is, but I all kind of hope she isn't. Because I don't, I don't want her to, for her feelings for Chuck to be you know, diminished because, you know, although I feel like maybe it would be better because he actually was going to win. So it's something to ponder. So circling back, we can work (laughs) on that a little in the new year. Um, Help you kind of figure something out, whatever you want. And go from there outside of that Alicia anything else you're kind of looking forward to I don't know there's a lot to behold so uh I don't you're you're my DM you're gonna surprise me I I think I'll enjoy that quite a bit so yeah that's all I got silence <laughs> Well, any closing thoughts for the end of 2020? <laughs> uh, we don't have enough D&D time related. I was like, podcast related? D&D related? <laughs> yeah, let, or like real world let's, let's stick to podcast related because if we start talking about all the things that we want to say to 2020 as it's leaving... Uh, this would be at least another half hour. Oh, I could talk for days. I'm sure you guys know that already, though. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I'm pretty excited. Um, I'm actually really excited to see what story you've come up with um, and to see how much havoc I can wreak on it. <laughs> and, yeah. And what I can punch, of course. No, we're going to get Chip in a better place. We're really going to get to the root of Chip's aggression. And we're going to, like, weed it out. And we're going to get Chip on a couch. And we're going to have some conversations. And we're really going to get to the root of it. You're going to, by the end of it, you're going to be like the Hulk in, um, what was the last? In Endgame? Yeah, in Endgame, where he didn't want to punch anything. Like, that's where we're going to get you to. Or at least Chip, too. Alicia may still want to punch things all day. Chip <laughs> Chip definitely won't want to punch things. Chip is going to be your traditional pacifist monk at the end of this. Yes, he will. Oh, yes. Chip will. So who's all... I mean, do you have an idea of how many people are going to be on the campaign? Like, are we invited to the campaign? Like, what's going so, on? So as far as the campaign goes... 
I haven't picked a day. Uh, I want to discuss with the other people that say they're playing. So Chris is one, and then we have three other players. Um, it's a time commitment because sessions typically are between at least two and three hours. So we got to find a day that kind of works for everybody and everybody needs to be okay streaming and stuff. But, you know, that's a discussion that uh, we're going to have hopefully with everybody in the next few weeks because I'm hoping to kind of start the campaign uh, February at the latest. And by streaming, do you mean like Discord or are we talking like Twitch? Like Twitch. Oh, it means I'm gonna have to get a better camera. Wait, can I hook my DSLR up to the to the computer and use it that way? I just bought a new one. What uh make is it? Uh <laughs> we have a Canon T5i and a Canon T7. So yes. Uh you need to have a secondary software because Canons tend to shut themselves off. I'm going to be doing the same thing because I have a Canon M5 that I'm going to be using for streaming primarily. All right, so. cool. Yeah, let me know because uh, my middle son, eventually, when he's old enough, wants to stream. And I told him I have to figure out how to use one of those cameras. Yeah, it, it's it's something that I've used before. Uh Actually, for when we streamed my wedding, I was using it. So, oh, okay. Uh, so it is possible to stream. Oh, and they had good quality, uh, too. It, Wait, yeah. was that the Zoom or the stream stream? That was the stream stream. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, the Zoom was uh, Chris's webcam, which is a Logitech you mean a Logi? Because I know they don't say Logitech anymore. They just say Logi. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, I don't like that rebrand. Let's yeah. be honest here. I'm not a big fan of that <laughs> rebrand. Looks like Luby. But, yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, pretty accurate. But, yeah. Um, we can talk about that a little bit more off air. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, for sure. I and, uh, yeah, I can... You know, help you guys figure out what we need, and hopefully soon we'll start this campaign, and I can share the map that Chris has helped so diligently with. It is quite the creation so far. I am excited. Is it a big map? It's a pretty massive map. How long is it going to take me to get across the map at my 30 speed? Uh, if you don't stop at least a few weeks. Oh, damn. It's a big map. Yep. Cool, cool. All right. Well, again, thank you for listening for the last episode of 2020 as we say goodbye to the year that has just been awful to pretty much everybody. In 2021, we bring you lots of fun and new things and can't wait to share it with all of you. Uh, on behalf of Alicia, Gerald, and myself, Happy New Year, and take care, everybody.